This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 High FM. I'm Benji Shulman and this is the New Blue Review. How are you doing out there? What has uh, been going on? Uh, there is uh, yeah, so much going uh, on in the, in the world actually at the moment. Uh, we've got uh, the Speaker's Israeli election coming up. Uh, there's that sort of, of, of element. There's a fantastic discussion happening at the moment. You must actually go on to the Israeli embassy in Uzbekistan has released a picture of a Koran uh, that was actually uh, translated into Hebrew by the, um, by, by, the, by the father of the current, current president of Israel, uh, Reuven Rivlin. Uh, and he actually uh, translated it as a present for, for the Uzbekistani people, uh, which is kind of very fascinating. Uh, and, and there's a whole lot of interest. I actually think uh, in the future I must definitely uh, go and uh, we, must, we must do a chat about the history of uh, Uzbekistan and, uh, and Israel of all places. Uh, it, is, uh, it is super, super interesting. But now... Uh, as we do every single week, uh, we are going to cross over to Rob Hutchinson. Uh, he is from dear South Africa, and he talks to us every single week about what is going on in Parliament. Rob, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for being with us. Good morning, Benji. Trust you well this morning. Yes, absolutely uh, fantastic. Uh, and uh, Rob, we have a, 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 something slightly different and interesting happening in Parliament uh, this week, a private member's bill, not so... Um, uh, not so common, actually, in our parliament, private mem- members' bills that don't come from, from political parties, um, talking about disaster management uh, amendments and the way that national disasters are dealt with. Talk to us about that. Yeah, this is this is a fascinating one, and I think it's it's greatly welcomed within within our society, especially now considering we've been living under the Disaster Management Act for for quite some time, uh, almost a year now. Is it? Yeah, it's it's doesn't seem like a time certainly flies when you're not having fun, but <laughs> be that as it may. Um, so private members' bill can be brought up by individual members of parliament, and it's usually brought about through through public pressure. So there's either a civil civil movement happening, a lot of noise going on about certain contentious issues, and then a civil rights group or someone within a party, an individual, anyone, approaches a member of parliament with a draft proposal to amend an existing act or introduce, introduce a new piece of legislation. This is a private member's bill, which is being presented through uh, Mr. Celia's Brink, who's an MP for the Democratic Alliance. And I think it's rather welcomed. It's, it proposes a amendment to the Disaster Management Act, and he calls it the Disaster Management Amendment Bill. So what he proposes here, or or what he someone else proposes here through through him, whichever way it is, doesn't really matter, is that certain sections of the Disaster Management Act must be revised. Yeah, as the Disaster Management Act was never intended for, for use in, in a pandemic as what we're seeing now, it was more to deal with floods or droughts or things to that, that nature, national disasters to, to that nature. So the Disaster Management Act is, um, it, it's, it talks about as phrases such as uh, special circumstances where a disaster may, may occur, the power of 
controlling the country shifts to a special executive. However, the phrase special circumstances is, is not defined at all. So it leaves it open to total interpretation as, as we've seen now. And what's, what that actually means that a, a national disaster can be really anything which this council defines as, as a disaster. So this bill tends, uh, seeks to clearly define what is a national disaster, what these special circumstances are, and what the powers given to the uh, legislature is. Currently, when a national state of disaster is is declared, uh, parliamentary oversight falls away, especially when it comes to an extension of that, as as we've seen. Normally, in a state of emergency, which is different to a state of disaster, the state of emergency can only be declared for 21 days. And then it needs to go uh, undergo parliamentary review as to whether it should be extended by three months in the first extension and then 30 days at a time uh, continuous on after that. However, that does require parliamentary oversight and discussion between all members of, of parliament. Disaster Management Act is slightly different in that it can be declared in the first 21 days and then extended by the minister as she sees fit without any parliamentary oversight, which is this is why we are currently still uh, living under the Disaster Management Act. It's a very powerful piece of Legislature, which is open to abuse by by with anyone with political intent, as as we've seen, again. So this uh, amendment bill proposes to narrow narrow down the powers that are granted to the executive or a minister in in their personal approach. I think it's a really really good in- introduction. Um, we haven't got the full details of, of the bill that's about to be introduced, but once we have that, we'll break it down and point out the good points, the bad points, and see what could possibly be added to it. Rob, I want to just take this opportunity quickly to use this as an example of how uh, legislation is made, because I think that's you know something which which is maybe confusing for a lot of us when we watch Parliament. So, so Celia's brink from the A puts in this bill. Uh, now we're talking here with you and me about the the, the potential for for public comment. What what happens after that? Uh, does it go to a committee? Does it get debated in the the full chamber? How, how does it actually work? Assuming that 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 it does get voted on at some point. Well, it's it's gets introduced in the case of a private members' bill by an individual, a member of parliament, and he has a draft which has been drafted by his party in consult- consultation with with lawyers and, and such. And then it goes under, undergoes constitutional review as well to see if it's in line with the constitution. Once once a constitutional review uh, process has been uh, granted and it clears, clears a constitutional review, and that's an internal process in parliament with parliament's legal team, then it gets passed on to, to the relevant committee. Then it gets debated within the committee, which consists of uh, other members of parliament, each aligned uh, with a, a sector of governance. And then they present that bill through to uh, National Assembly, where it's debated again. And then National Assembly gets a chance to um, uh, vote on the bill, see if it should, should be passed. And in between that is public consultation. So any amendments that the public put forward are also drafted into the bill and then discussed and debated in Parliament. If Parliament votes yes, then it's passed on through to the National Council of Provinces, 
who again again deba uh, debate it and vote on it. And if this approved there, then it gets passed onto the president's desk and signed in, signed into law. So quite a quite a lengthy process, and there are several points for public participation uh, along the, along that route, and uh, many opportunities for the public to actually. Uh, shape that bill in the way that, that, that it should go. The problem with um, members, private members' bills is they're often presented by opposition parties. So as we've seen, it can turn into a political football and a lot of these bills don't, don't see the light of day. I think in the history of our new democracy, we've only ever seen three. And I chatted to Deirdre Carter from, from COPE, and she was an ex-COPE MP. Uh, last last week, and she she is responsible for two of these bills actually seeing seeing the last of them being signed into law. There's only ever been three in the history of of South Africa, so I think there's there's been hundreds that have been introduced, but as, as I said, they're mostly introduced by uh, opposition parties. So you know, they've got to appeal to to the ruling party and, and fulfil their desires. So. It's on a amendment bill such as this, which uh, takes away power from a certain faction of of uh, the ANC, we might see a lot of friction on it. So it's going to require public pressure to get this through. 101.9 Chai FM, we're talking today to Rob Hutchinson from Dear South Africa about uh, what's going on in Poland. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back just after this. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Schulman. Talking to Rob Hutchinson on Chai FM today from Tia South Africa. Rob, I see that they've extended the comment on one of the bills that we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, the Employment Equity Amendment Bill. Yeah, that's that's a fantastic and, and certainly welcomed. We haven't seen much participation in in this bill, and unfortunately, I think it's it's flown under the radar uh, and avoided public attention and media attention. However, we got a notice from from Parliament saying that they are extending the extending the participation period till the fifth of March. Now, this bill does cover quite a few contentious issues as well, especially around um, employment equity. And some welcome additions, which make life a lot easier for small to medium businesses. They don't have to. They've increased the threshold for compliance with um, affirmative action and BEE uh, requirements, which is which is quite welcomed on on uh, small companies with less than 50 employees. So people should comment comment on that. There are a few contentious issues uh, around. The provision of uh, or getting labour minister involved in setting minimum wage standards that affect all all sectors, and trying to create uh, equity uh, throughout throughout businesses and balance balance the wage gaps and 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 so on. But yeah, an extension of that is absolutely welcomed um, until the fifth of March. Yeah. Okay, so there we go. You, there's a. And the bill that you can comment on, one that's been under-commented on. Rob, you, you had your first show uh, last week. How, how did that go? Uh, and what can we expect this week uh, on, on, on Dear Parliament? Ah, Benji makes me reveal everything beforehand. <laughs> well done, Benji. No, it was, it was lovely. It was a, it was a great session. Uh, Dear Parliament, I think, really, really took off. Uh, well, I'm talking to myself. But it, it, it took off uh, great. We had a fantastic guest. Deirdre Carter, who was a, a member of parliament for 10, 10 years, and she took us through the whole 
process of how uh, legislation is amended, uh, her role in the Constitutional Review Committee, which uh, was intended to pose the question of should Section 25 of the Constitution be amended to cater for expropriation without compensation, and if so, how? Uh, it was rather enlightening on, on all that, and we could have talked for hours, to be honest. I had to unfortunately cut her short, but we'll definitely have her, her on again. This week, um, we're probably going to be talking to uh, about the Arto Act and Arto Amendment Bill and the problems facing society around that with a very interesting guest who probably knows more than anything or more than anyone else in this country about about that. And again, delve into the unseen uh, circumstances and how this bill came about and, and why South the public has not been privy to at this stage. Yeah, that's uh, fascinating and, uh, you know, affects the way that you get your, uh, your, your driver's license and e-tolls and all sorts of stuff, which uh, really affects people day to day when when they're driving, so it should be a should be a fascinating discussion. Well, let's let's hope so. Yeah, there's a lot of contentious issues around the introduction and how it came about, and the major impact that it does does have on society. Um, most of it, which is is pretty detrimental. Um, yeah, so it's going to be an interesting discussion. Well, there you go, uh, Rob Hutchinson from Dear South Africa. Do go check out the website and see where you can comment on upcoming legislation and listen in on, on, on Wednesday at, it's at 12, right, Rob? Yeah, midday, uh, dear parliament, midday 12 to one, where we take you through some interesting conversations with just around legislation. There you go. Uh, Rob, Rob Hutchinson from dear South Africa. Brings us to the end of the show for today. Thank you so much to the whole team who helped put the show together. Vusi, who is uh, on the sound center, who does the production. Craig, who pushes all the big red buttons. And thank you to you, dear listener, who tunes in every week to uh, engage with us on uh, everyone's favorite Jewish current affairs and culture issues of the week. We'll uh, chat to you next week. We've got some fascinating guests. I'm not going to give away too much, uh, but it does have to do with aliens. That's all I'm saying. Uh, and, uh, and, and that is what we're going to be talking about next week. So do tune in. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. And, uh, yeah, chat to you soon. Have a great week. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008.